You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. She calls him out on the hurtfulness of his rhetoric, and she also uses his own language against him to show him how blinkered his understanding is. And and, and what does Jesus do in response? He models humility. She's right, and Jesus makes an about face. Welcome, everyone. This is episode 483, and our title this week is It's Okay to Discover you are wrong. Our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. Then he called the crowd to him and said to them, listen and understand. It's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached him and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard heard what you said? He answered, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. If one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart, Come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done to you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. Again, that's Matthew 15, 10 through 20 and 21 through 28. So before we begin this week, I want to address first some harmful language in our reading. The the first um, is a generalizing reference to to Pharisees. The Pharisees were a a very diverse group that held many of the same ethical views of love and inclusion as the early Jesus community did. They they were the progressive liberals of their community, and, and, and they appealed to a large portion of the masses uh, because of such. The Pharisees they later, we have to remember, they are the ones that evolved into what would become rabbinic Judaism. Their, their ethics of love and compassion, and justice and inclusion, 
they are a, a central part of, of Jewish wisdom today. And this is important to say because using the term Pharisee as a pejorative slur is simply historically incorrect. And it has been at the root cause of anti-Semitism in Christianity over the centuries. There was a sect of the Pharisees, the school of Shammai, that opposed the more progressive Jesus community, but but this group of of uh, this the of Pharisees, the the school of Shammai, they would have been just as much opposed um, to their more progressive fellow Pharisees in the school of Hillel. And because of this complex historical reality, as we tell the Jesus story today, we need to remember that many of the the debates that we encounter in the Jesus story, they're not between Christians versus Jews. Remember, Jesus himself was never a Christian. They were a debate within the Jewish community. The, these are, are discussions that are being held between competing voices in Judaism over what fidelity to their God looked like. And, and again, um, it's important that we, that we give some historical context here because uh, uh, looking at the Pharisees as negative and then uh, uh, and the way that has evolved into looking at Judaism as being negative um, in relation to Christianity, again, it's very anti-Semitic. It's been very hurtful. The, the first portion of our reading this week, it addresses whether the things we eat define us individually and, and, and remember, or, or, or whether how we relate to one another, whether that defiles us collectively. And this, remember, it was a debate not just between Jesus and some of the Pharisees, it would have been a debate among the Pharisees themselves, too. And second, this passage refers to blindness pejoratively also, equating a disability like blindness with being inferior or, or sinful or adversarial. It's harmful to people who live with disabilities every day. And again, as I've often said in this podcast, when it comes to to the the use of disabilities as a metaphor in the Gospels, today we can just do better when we tell the Jesus story. Later in this week's reading, we encounter in the second half, we encounter the story of a woman whom Matthew refers to as a Canaanite woman. Mark calls her Syrophoenician in Mark 7.26, but when Matthew refers to her as a Canaanite, this would have um, signaled to his listeners. His listeners would have recalled the region's ancient indigenous populations within their own cultural stories and folklores of the Exodus and, and the Jewish uh, stories of, of a migration and a, and a settlement there. And we're going to talk about more of that in a moment. But remember, the early Jesus movement, it was not monolithic. On the underlying message of this passage, um, we encounter the debate within 
uh, the early Jesus community. Some members of the early Jesus movement, they felt that their purpose was more in-house, that they believed they were to be about winning fellow Jews to follow the Jewish Jesus. And many of these these members, they stayed in Judea, specifically Jerusalem, and, and they recognized the apostleship of Peter and James, and you can you can read about this in Luke and Acts. But in, in other early Jesus communities, um, there was the belief that they were called to, to uh, uh, to win those outside of the Jewish community to, to become followers of Jesus too. Paul the Apostle would have been part of this, and the Matthean community in Galilee obviously held this view. You can compare the endings of Matthew's gospel with the ending of the gospel of Luke to see an example. In Luke's gospel, all the disciples remain in Jerusalem and they grow the Jesus movement among the Jewish people uh, from there. But in Matthew's gospel, all the disciples instead, they return to Galilee and they grow the Jesus movement from there, embracing those who um, even were not uh, part of the Jewish community. So the story of the Canaanite woman here, it supports the Matthean community's view that Jesus' teachings should be shared beyond the boundaries of the Jewish community. And what I love about this story is that we get a, a picture of a very human Jesus here. He models being open to, to listening to those whom our theologies interpretations or our views have harmed and, and and he also models being willing to grow and change when we discover that that something in our theology or our interpretations is harmful to someone this the jesus of this story tells us that it's okay to learn from that and to change it's okay to admit that once you held a harmful position, but you now n know more uh, than you knew then, and and your mind has changed. And this story forces us to embrace an evolving picture of Jesus, not a fixed one. As the Gospel of Luke says, that, and we're talking about Jesus as a child, it says the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. That's Luke 2, verse 40. And when Jesus became an adult, remember this growing, this learning and wisdom, it didn't stop. He, he didn't just know everything as an adult. No adult functions that way. And it, it may appeal to some to view Jesus as already having it all together, but it doesn't align with our own experiences or, or how much we keep learning and evolving and growing as adults too. And this is just a story where Jesus finds a new application of principles he already believed, um, but he just becomes consistent in, in following those principles of love and inclusion towards those outside the Jewish community too. And consider the passage in the New Testament book of Hebrews. It says, although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Jesus learned obedience, it says here, and he learned it through the things he suffered. This sounds a lot like the way all of us learn through experience and, and sometimes even learning the hard way. It's a picture of a very human Jesus who, when his understanding broadened, um, he's modeling how to embrace change to become an even even greater source of healing and life to those he came in contact with. And again, Matthew's gospel refers to this woman as a Canaanite woman. I love that the person who teaches Jesus to see the world through a much larger lens is a woman. 
when, when Jesus refers to Jewish people as God's children and non-Jews as less than dogs, she calls him out on the hurtfulness of his rhetoric. And she also uses his own language against him to show him how blinkered his understanding is. And, and, and what does Jesus do in response? He models humility. She's right. And Jesus makes an about face. Remember, this isn't just any Gentile woman. Matthew refers to her as a Canaanite. And this calls to my mind this week the words of the late Dr. James Cone in his classic work, God of the Oppressed. Um, And it calls to mind some statements that were made by Philip Jenkins in his book, Laying Down the Sword. um, Cone writes, Native American theologian Robert Warrior reads the Exodus and Conquest narratives with Canaanite eyes. The Exodus is not a paradigmatic event of liberation for indigenous people, but rather an event of colonization. And again, Matthew refers to her as Canaanite. This would have brought to mind what um, the the perspectives and 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 experiences of those in the Jewish folklore who were the indigenous populations there. The story of the Exodus again it speaks liberation to some oppressed communities, but to others, this same narrative it speaks of colonization. The, again, Philip Jenkins says uh, the parallels are all the more painful as European colonialists over the centuries consciously use the conquest of Canaan as a model for their own activities. And this month's reading from Renewed Heart Ministries, each month, you know, we have a a recommended book uh, for you to read alongside with us. And this month's book is Randy Woodley's book, Indigenous Theology and the Western Worldview, A Decolonized Approach to Christian Doctrine. And, And this volume, this book, it's well worth reading. As, as we also uh, follow Jesus and listening to and growing in our own understanding today, our relationships with and, and reparations towards indigenous populations, we can follow what Jesus models in this story with this Canaanite woman with our own indigenous populations wherever we live. So, so who might our Canaanite women be today in our own lives? Who might we need uh, to listen to? How can we follow the Jesus of this week's story and, and be willing to, to, to listen to communities that our, our, our theologies and interpretations have harmed? Jesus followers who are men, they could begin by listening to the experiences of women. Jesus followers who are straight and cisgender, they could begin by listening to the experiences of those who identify as LGBTQ. Jesus followers who are white could listen to the experiences of people of color. Jesus followers who are upper class or even middle class could listen to the experiences of those who spend every day trying to survive poverty. And the lists could go on and on and on. What does it look like? For us today to follow the Jesus in our reading this week. Again, who are the Canaanite women 
that we need to be listening to today. Heart Group Application, share something that spoke to you from this week's eSight or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, think back to an experience from your own journey where you discovered that you were wrong and that you needed a larger worldview through which to relate to others in um, within our shared world and share and discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today. I want to say a a special thank you to all of our supporters out there. If you would like to join them in supporting the work of Renewed Heart Ministries, you can do so by going to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and clicking Donate. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and even the now the, the new threads. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your chosen social media platform for our daily posts. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please like and subscribe to this podcast through whatever podcast platform that you're using, and take some time to give us a positive review there as well, if that's an option. This helps others find our podcast as well. Also, I, I want to take a moment to remind you that we're partnering each week with a new weekly YouTube show called Just Talking. Each week, Todd Leonard and I will be talking about the Gospel Lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend. And we'll be talking about those readings in the context of, of love and inclusion and societal justice. If you teach from the lectionary each week, or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice, check it out. You might like it. You can find Just Talking each week on YouTube. YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Herb and Todd just talking and take a moment to like subscribe hit the notification button leave us a comment let us know you were there if you'd like to reach us here at Renewed Heart Ministries through email you can do so at info at renewedheartministries.com and lastly my new book Finding Jesus a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social political and economic teachings of the gospels is now also available at Renewed Heart Ministries Right where you are this week, keep living in love, keep choosing compassion, keep taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week.